Welcome to the SI Farmer Podcast, podcast where we talk marketing, business, farm technology, agriculture, technology, and today is no exception. You know, when I was a kid, my dad said this one single piece of technology changed the American community forever. And he didn't think it did it in a positive way. He was not, don't get me wrong, he enjoyed it, but he did not think it changed our communities in a positive way. And, you know, we teased him about it for years. And, but when I look back on it now with the hindsight of age and maturity, well, I don't know that I'm mature, but, you know, age and maturity, I look back and go, man, he was right. It dramatically changed our community and technology has the power to do that. And the the piece of technology that I'm talking about here, you won't guess it. So let's get into it today. I have a love-hate relationship with marketing. Really? I've got to do what? All I want to do is farm. Welcome to the SI Farmer Podcast. If you want to market your farm, farm-based business, or craft food business directly to the consumer, this is the place for you. Welcome to the show. So I didn't grow up out here on the farm. I grew up in a suburban neighborhood. My dad was a, he was a, a, I've told you before on this podcast, he was an inorganic chemist and he was, you know, he's a businessman. And, you know, when he retired from the chemical industry, he opened an insurance agency, ran a small business. But back in the mid seventies, late seventies, I guess we got this piece of technology and, and we'll, we'll call it a piece of technology. Because it was because it became mass produced and the American home took advantage of it. And now when you hear people talk about, you know, not having this piece of technology, it is, you know, it's hard to even think about. Um, But when I grew up, you know, we played outside all the kids in the neighborhood and it was a great way to grow up. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. We we had a lot of, you know, a lot of fun. I, I, I always wanted to be out here on the farm and now I'm lucky enough to actually live here on the farm. But, you know. Growing up, there was lots of kids to play with, and we had lots of things to do. And all the parents sat outside and sat around, and we told stories, and the kids would play games and tag, and, you know, and it, it was a lot of fun. And about the mid to late 70s, all of a sudden, we started installing air conditioners in our homes. I mean, you know. I'm sure the rich people had this before then, but, you know, we started installing these air conditioners in our homes and, man, it changed everything forever. You know, you didn't see the parents sitting outside on those those super hot summer days anymore where when I was a kid, about, about the time it got dark, all the parents would come out and they'd sit around and, you know, watch all the kids play. And the minute it got comfortable and easy... Everybody had air conditioning. You didn't see the parents outside. And he said, my dad said that single change changed the American community from where it was very common when you lived in a community like I grew up in for everybody to sit outside and talk and 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 joke around and goof off and have fun. And that sense of community went away. And I'm a big I'm a big believer in community. I I I. I live in a small farming community, and I love it. I've got, you know, we're lucky enough. We live in a, a an area where, I guess, within a within a square, about a six forty. Um, we've got great neighbors. I mean, we have people that are willing to help you out. I'm willing to jump in and help them, and you know, it, it's a good place to live. And being neighborly is sort of a lost art. But so I, I started thinking about these things that have changed our lives forever. 
And they are, there's a lot of them. But the biggest, even more than air conditioning, and my dad would, would, he'd kind of say, I don't know, that changed it pretty massive, is the invention and the widespread use of the smartphone. And and I I, kind of bring this up today in this podcast because I I remember learning some lessons from my father who owned a small business on – how to how to deal with people and how to be respectful and you know i mean typical things we all learn as kids but we see i see people who are a lot older than i am even forgetting these kind of basic lessons and i'll give you an example i was out to dinner with one of my best friends and we had gone out to have dinner and he's his phone rings he doesn't say excuse me, doesn't say anything. And this doesn't bother me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not upset or, or insulted or anything like that. I mean, it's not a big deal. It just – it struck me that, you know, a while ago when I was young, this was a bad thing. And it's it's this concept that this device and what could potentially be on the other end of that device is more important than the people sitting right in front of you at the moment. I mean, it's very rare when I'm in a social setting for me to answer my cell phone. And if I do, I usually say, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I, this this call I have to take, it's for whatever reason. I excuse myself and I, I walk away from the group. And But we've forgotten this common courtesy of, you know, I see so many people are sitting on their phones. And, and this is a topic that's been discussed for years about the addictive properties of technology. And you you get addicted to that emotional addiction or that physical addiction to, you know, the, the device in your hand. But there's a common courtesy that we should remember. And this is, and this will tie back into marketing and business here, I promise you. But we have to understand that common courtesy. And I'll tell you another example. Just the other day, and I don't get, I don't, I'm pretty patient, pretty easy going, level headed guy. At least I like to think I am. And I called a, called a parts, parts place. Uh, I don't want to get into the dealer and all that, but I call him and I say, yeah, do you have this part? Cause it's an hour and 20 minute drive. And so they say, yes, they've got the part. I jump in my truck. I drive an hour and 20 minutes to get to this dealer. And I get there and I stand in line in the parts line. I get up there to my place in line because there's three or four guys in front of me and we're all just standing around talking. And So it comes to my turn in line and the guy who is the parts counter guy answers the phone. And no lie. No exaggeration. He answered the phone and he waited on this guy on the telephone who after over 15 minutes of helping this gentleman, or I assume a gentleman, uh, helping this guy, he bought a $2.78 part and was going to pick it up tomorrow. And it it just got me thinking that, man, it's just one of my pet peeves. I don't like that. My dad always told me, said, you know, you deal with the person in front of you. They have taken the time 
to drive to your business and are, are there most likely to spend money with your business that you are providing them the service or the part or whatever it is you're providing. When somebody calls you on the phone, it's a potential piece of business. And so the, re- the guy who's real standing there in front of you takes precedence over the potential guy. And so, you know, I thought about what would I tell one of my one of my team if they if they did that? I would say, you know, guys, girls, yeah, ladies, men, you you answer the phone because you have to. We have to answer the phone. You say, hey, hey, thanks. Hey, I'm with a I'm with a customer right now. Uh, you know, I'll put let me put you on hold and I'll get to you when 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 it's your turn. Just hang hang with me. Put you on hold. Say I am so sorry. Uh, let's get to this. And but this didn't happen. The phone call was more important than the person standing in front of the in front of the counter. And my part was, well, it was significantly more than two dollars and seventy eight cents. Let me assure you. Um, and but it just got me to thinking and it didn't matter what the cost of the part was. It doesn't matter whether I was buying the two dollar and seventy eight cent part or the guy on the phone was. It was that the, the if you're the, the business, the person who has driven an hour and 20 minutes has taken an effort to do business with you is now put in second place behind somebody who's a potential piece of business. They may be calling to find out if you've got a public restroom or what your hours of business are. It's okay to say, hey, uh, I've got somebody at the counter right now. Let me put you on hold. I'll get with you in just a second. That's Okay. It's polite to both parties. When you answer the phone, say, excuse me, I've got to answer the phone, but I'll, I, I, I'm going to put them on hold. It's okay to say that, but we forget this because this device is so pervasive and so part of our lives. You know, there's a stat that says 82% of people who have smartphones reach for that smartphone the first thing in the morning. It's the first thing they do in the morning. And, you know, that's that. Talk about being addicted to information. Now, my morning routine's a lot different. I don't reach for the phone. I take about an hour and a half to two hours before I even look at it. And I do this on purpose because I like to start my day with a clear mind and clear thoughts and a, a process of what I want to accomplish that day. Not that I always accomplish it. But at least I start. I give it a good try. Um, I'm an early riser. I get up and, you know, first hour and a half, my phone, I haven't even touched it. And that's on purpose, though I understand that 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 desire to want information. I mean, you know, I've talked about it before on here that you can, you know, you can carry. If we told my grandparents or your grandparents, if you told them that you were going to carry around a box about uh, about the size of a deck of cards and you're going to have access to the entire compendium of human knowledge at the touch of your fingers, heck, you don't even have to touch it anymore. You can go, you know, hey, Shirley, or whatever the, the your, your particular device's name is, say, you know, what time is it in China? And it'll spit out a time. Or, you know, it... it it, we've got access to all of this information, and it becomes – I mean, if you're a guy like me, I love knowledge. I want to learn everything I can. It can become addictive. 
And so, you know, yeah, and, I, and I'm going to get around here to why this is important in business. And this is sort of a, you know, I, I, there's this technology, but it's, it, it's become so pervasive that we have forgotten a few key fundamental things. And I try, not always successfully, but I try very hard to not answer the phone when I'm in a group of people. If I absolutely have to, there are times in business where, you know, I get a call and I have to take it or I feel that it's important to take it. That And, and if the situation's okay, I'll excuse myself and I'll move on. Like I said before, um, I remember interviewing a, a young man for a position and I, I took him out to lunch and I'm interviewing him for a job and he sat at lunch and checked his phone. Now, I purposely let, didn't even touch my phone. My phone wasn't even with me. This young man, who's a, who's a very, very good young man. But he checked his phone three or four times, answered the phone one time in the middle of an interview. And it's just that – and granted, this, the, this this kid felt comfortable with me. He, he knew me for a while. But there's that, you know, that feeling that what's on the other end of that box is more important than what's standing in front of you. And when we go to market and we go to talk about business, you know, we we need to be thinking about, you know, you kind of here. You, there, there's a there's an old paradigm about hierarchy. There's the hierarchy of needs, right? Need versus want. Well, in business, there's a hierarchy of importance. We have, you know, if you've got a customer who spends ten thousand dollars with you and a customer who spends fifty dollars. And you have to make a choice. You absolutely have to make a choice, which call to answer. You're going to lose one of those calls. Well, you make you make a choice. I mean, it's it, it's an obvious choice. It's not the one you want to make, but you do. You answer the guy who's going to spend ten thousand dollars with you, and you apologize and you call the guy back who's going to spend fifty bucks with you. But there's also in growing a business and doing that that hierarchy of the person standing in front of you. It's the most important person at that moment. Now, you might feel that at, there's always going to be choices. Like I tell my kids in life, you know, I know lots of people who believe life, the choices and the judgments we have to make in life. It's all black and white. And it's not. The life is – is it, there are so many other colors than black and white in, in decisions that – from, you know, grays and blues and gray. We have to make decisions and we have to make them sometimes very quickly in the moment and we make mistakes. But understanding our hierarchy of importance is is important. So, you know, when you have somebody standing in front of you, that that common courtesy to deal with them. Now, if you have to, it's okay to say, "Hey, excuse me. This is I've been waiting on this call for a month, for whatever." You know, it's okay to say, "Excuse me," and then do something. It's not it's not the ideal situation, but it does happen. And most people are very if, you know, but when you just take the call, you you just told that person that what's on the other end of that box is more important than they are and they took their time to drive and, and sit with you. Now, you know, I said I'd get this back to marketing and I will. We have to figure these things out for a lot of different platforms, and and so there's this hierarchy that you have to build. But the thing that I wanted to get to is we have to learn that at the end of all of this technology that we deal with and at the end of 
all of these boxes, call them the, the, the cell phones and the, you know, the smartphones and the tablets and all of this stuff at both ends, there's real people. And you hear, you'll hear me talk on this podcast. I'm sure we'll get into metrics and tracking and data and data analysis. I, you know, do lots of that. But at the end of all of those numbers, at the end of all of the algorithms that you hear about are real people. And when we forget that there's real people at the end of that, and there's, you know, we sort of lose touch. And I sort of try to keep this hierarchy of the person standing in front of me is the most important person at that moment. And I, I met a guy one time who was, he, when he talked to you, it was very, I'll tell you, it was very, it was, it was very off-putting. I don't know what the right word to say. Kind of, kind of weird to deal with him. But in the, when you, when I look back on it, I think, you know, the guy was, and I'm sure, it, you know, it was just his way of doing things. When he talked to you, he spoke only to you. There was nobody else. It was very, I mean, when you were talking to him, you felt like you were having a real conversation. I mean, you felt like, and, and honestly, he probably was very engaged in that moment. Now, once you lost his attention, and I, I knew him a little bit, and he would, you know, so I was around him through several conversations and, and, and stuff. But once somebody lost his attention or somebody, you know, was just getting into fluff of his time, was not really engaged with what he was trying to accomplish, he moved on. And you could not get his attention back unless you went through a process. Uh, I've seen people try to interrupt him. And he won't even he would not even acknowledge the person that was saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And he would not even acknowledge them until he was done. And then he would shift his focus and move to the next thing. And he would stay focused through this. It was kind of interesting. I, I, I've never tried it. Um, but it's, it, you know, in one way, it's kind of weird because you see this guy who won't talk to anybody. He just ignores you unless he's talking specifically to you. And then you are the only thing in that moment. You know, uh, so it's a when we talk about marketing and we talk about all of these pieces, remember when you deal with people that you are dealing with people. When somebody comes into your your place of business or your farm or your, you know, they're they're talking to you, they're there. That box that's in your hand is not that important most of the time. Now. When you go to uh, let me, see, let me just kind of bring this back a little bit. When you look at your phone to check the time, I mean, you think about all the things we do with our phone. Uh, you check the time. You use it as a flashlight. You, you use it as a telephone. You use it to communicate with people that are not next to you. You use it for information gathering. You use it for entertainment and playing games and taking pictures. It it has become this one sort of ubiquitous item that we have. And just because of the sheer volume of time that we spend with this silly little thing, it grows in importance to us. But we have to remember that it's just a tool. It's just a, a, a thing we use. It's not a real person. It's not 
and it shouldn't take the place of that real human interaction. It's just a tool. Now, it's an important one. I get it. I, I Very rarely do I ever leave home without mine. Um, saves me so much time and money and, you know, all of this stuff. But it's also very frustrating from a, a you know, you can't get a break. And that's how I say I start my day every day. I try to take an hour and a half at least where I don't even look at the phone. Don't even touch it. It sits right on my bedside charging. Uh, I, I would say, you know, it sits on my bedside only because I listen to audiobooks at night. My wife and I listen to, you know, when we go to sleep, we put on an audiobook. Hey, you know, that's just kind of our thing. But other than that, it, I don't touch it. Don't even touch it. And, and that time to reflect is good because it gives you some focus and some perspective. And then when you start your day, remember dealing with real people. Deal, deal with the person. The, the, the box is just a tool. And so when you, when you go through your day and you go through all of these things that we have to do, at the end of the day, we have to deal with real people. And being respectful of their time, no matter what box you're using and no matter what, whether they are respectful of your time or not, we should be respectful of theirs because if nothing else, we set a great example. And, you know, and again – uh, the marketing side of this is understanding customers and understanding a priority and a hierarchy of how we do things and how we have to do things and a little bit of what our grandparents taught us with just some common etiquette, some common courtesy is a is is fantastic. You would be surprised how many people will give you a great review on your business just because you didn't answer the phone. You stayed talking to them and you dealt with them and – common courtesy but it's such a lost art that you can win big points just for being courteous and with that i'm going to jump off here you have a wonderful day i hope you've enjoyed uh our time together i know i have good luck and god bless